Hey everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 181, entitled Indie World Showcase Reactions. And uh, I'm your host, Steve, but I am joined today by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey Steve, always a pleasure to be here. That it is. It's, uh, it's going to be great. It's Unfortunately, we don't have Greg with us today um, on his birthday. He decided to, to bail on his birthday today, so um, throw your, your happy birthday wishes down in the comments and the chat uh, for, for Greg. Even though he's not here, maybe you'll see it later, um, but, uh, but we got a lot to talk about today. We are going to be talking about the Indie World Showcase. We're going to be talking about Play NYC uh, 2019, uh, which Barry got a chance to go to. We're going to be talking about uh, the Gamescom winners. We'll be talking about uh, EA changing their tune maybe a little bit about Switch, who knows, and a little bit about Loot Crate. Uh, because of some unfortunate uh, news recently about Loot Crate. But, uh, but before we get into all that, we got to talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, Barry, what, what have you been playing recently? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a couple things. Uh, on top of the usual Dragalia Lost and Pokemon Go and Final Fantasy XIV, uh, I played a couple new games on uh, the Switch, actually. I did a little bit of Horizon uh, uh, Chase Turbo, which is an old-school... Uh, arcade racing title like uh, Outrun and stuff like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Very simplistic graphic style. Very fast and fluid. Um, there's a lot to that game, and I, I didn't play a lot into it, but I did enjoy what I did play. Um, I then went on to play a game that I never see anyone talk about, which is sad. Called Will a Wonderful World, which is uh, Switch and PS4, and uh, surprisingly a physical title, um, which is. It's like a text-based visual novel style where you kind of play a god and people write to you and they're like, oh, here's here's my situation and it's a a bad situation. And you kind of have to rearrange the events that happen so that they have a good situation. And sometimes multiple people will write to you and you have to like mix and match things from letters. So... And there's like a bunch of different people you interact with, and, and it's it's just a really cool idea, a lot of fun, um, a lot better than I thought. The stories are good, the writing is good, the music is good, um, and it's just it needs more uh, recognition because I love these indie style, style games, and this really there's a lot more to this than I expected. Hmm. Um, there is also a deeper story outside of the individual stories and the individual people that write to you, they all, they all like link up, like they will start to interact and you will start reading letters from each perspective. And it's kind of like, you have to try to help them out. Um, and there's, there's, it's not just like a bad and a good, like there's some of these letters have like 10 different endings or 10 different possible endings to see. Uh, and you can really play around and get them all. It's, there's a lot to it. That's cool. Um, yeah, it is really good. Um, after that, I actually uh, played through the alpha of Reverie Rebirth um, from one of the developers that I did meet at Play NYC, uh, who was in our Discord and shared it. So if you are part of our Discord, please go uh, check his alpha out. It's a great 16-bit style RPG that involves music. Uh, and again, it's only alpha, but uh, but it's coming along. And a Kickstarter, I believe, is September 3rd, I think he said. Um, so that that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, and then I... Decided to go back to a game that I haven't played in a long time, uh, and that's Azure Striker Gun Vault. Uh, it was one of the very few digital titles I actually did purchase back in the 3DS days because I love uh, Mega Man X. So uh, I know like they, they came out with the, the two-pack on, on 3DS. I bought it, but I never went back and finished it, and it came out on Switch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play through it on Switch, and I'm still having a blast with that game, and it is a really good game. 
That's so cool. yeah, that's what I've been playing. Wow. <laughs> You know, Barry, uh, you know your uh, your old nickname, uh, the yep. No Time Barry? I feel like you've uh, passed it on to me over the last couple weeks uh, because uh, while you have, like, I don't know, what you've listed off, like, seven or eight different games you've been playing the last uh, couple weeks, I've been playing, uh, I played a little bit of Rocket League, and I played some Dr. Mario World. That's about it. <laughs> um, Barry's actually been trying to get a hold of me the last uh, like week, and it's like, "Hey, are you alive? <laughs> are you ghosting me?" I promise, I'm not. I just like, I just have no time at all. Uh, so yeah, the whole no time is uh, totally passed on to me for the last couple weeks. Um, but I'm looking forward to, you know, I, I've got some travel time coming up this weekend. Um, travel time is always a, is a great time to uh, to bring out the Switch and play some games on on airplane and things like that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing some more. But um, I. I did make it quite a quite a ways into uh, Dr. Mario World. I think I'm on level 160, 161 right now, something like that. I got hung up on 159 for a really long time, and I had to ask Greg. I was like, Greg, how did you get past this? What doctor did you use? How do I get past this? Because it's a driving me insane. And uh, I finally was able to beat it. So Mario was the one that I used. Um, <laughs> exactly, Dexter. No time, Steve. Doesn't feel right. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I finally beat that one, and now I'm. I think I'm hung up on one sixty three or one sixty four. I don't know. I've actually beat at one seventy or something like that. I think now. Um, but uh, but yeah. You, it's weird how you just go through at, at like seven, and it's it's fine, and you have no problem at all. I'll be able to beat it within one or two tries, and then all of a sudden I hit one, and it's just like try after try to just blow through all my hearts have to wait again blow through them all again um so it's it's interesting how the the pacing uh kind of goes up and down as you go um but 159 was was one to uh, make me stop playing for a while um it, it made me kind of rage quit <laughs> for a little bit and i was like i'm done with this game i'm done um but uh yeah it's it's still it's still been fun though Use money to beat it, Steve. That's what they want you to do. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not for Dr. Mario. <laughs> that reminds <laughs> me so much of how Pokemon Shuffle was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Greg, I think, is at, like, level 220 or something like that. Like, I, 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 I passed him for, like... I don't know, a day or two, and then I think he, he realized, he's like, oh no, Steve's not going to pass me, and he just like, blew past me <laughs> again. So Yeah, which is sad, because he's not playing Dragalia right now, and he's playing that. Because he's like, trying no, to beat me in, in Dr. Mario instead. He has definitely beat me a long time ago. He's like getting three uh, three stars on everything, too. I'm just like beating him and move on, but he's like trying to get three stars on everything, so it's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see what uh, people in the chat have been playing. Um, looks like uh, Jakester's been playing Doki Doki, uh, and he started Cat Quest. So uh, yeah, let me know how you think about Cat Quest. I've, I've played a little bit of it, and it's it's a funny game. And uh, we're actually going to talk about uh, Cat Quest too pretty soon. Um, but uh, <laughs> and he's he's just uh, expressing his sentiments uh, for Pokemon Shuffle there. Um, but uh, yeah, let, we're talking about the chat room. Um, let's. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for joining in the chat and and joining in all the discussions. So throughout this podcast, we want to make it as interactive as possible. So if you uh, hear something that we're talking about and you want to throw your thoughts in there, make sure you do. And uh, we'll refer to the chat room throughout the podcast. We love interacting with uh, for you with you guys. Our viewers, our watchers, our readers, um, and uh, speaking of which, we would love to interact with you guys between podcasts. So we do this podcast every other, every other Monday, um, but we love uh, to, to 
chat with you guys throughout the week. So we're on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, but we've, we've got a pretty uh, quickly growing Discord uh, server. Um, Barry, what's been going on in Discord? Because you've been like kind of like it is t- me being off of it for like a week. I came back and it's like totally different. So what's going over? Uh, what's going on over there in our Discord server? Uh, yeah, so, you know, we've had our Discord server for a, quite a bit, and it's been slowly growing, and I realized there was an absence for something. Uh, so many places, they're, they're more secluded. People feel almost a disconnect. There are a lot of times that people won't even know about the people behind the games, and I think that's a shame, because I, I think a good game is a representation of the people who make it, uh, the passion behind it, the ideas behind it. And of course, we know the big people, but there's a lot of little people. It's kind of like when you go to a movies and you, you see the credits and it's just like, all oh, these people. It's like, oh my God, you know, you don't know any about, of any of them. No one talks about them. And I think that there needs to be a place that people can connect, not only gamers and, and fans of, of video games, um, but also the, the developers themselves, so they can really get one-on-one feedback from the players. But not even that. Other journalists, other YouTubers, like everybody, composers or or other, you know, even event hosts. You know, we're all part of this one industry, and this one industry is our passion. It is 100% our passion. It is what we love, and we need. I felt we needed a place that we could really get together and and just communicate and just you know shoot the breeze if we wanted to shoot the breeze or hey I got an idea for a game what do you guys think about this or even even some you know, just a place for for developers to reach out to other developers and say hey I've, I have an idea anyone have any other ideas maybe you could help me flesh this out or you know help me out um, or or hey I, I'm looking for somebody to make music for my game you know and oh I can make music for the game hey make connections with people. Or, or even, you know, event organizers. Hey, we need guests or we need people to fill slots. Oh, who's looking to, to show off their new project? Uh, whatever we can do, if we can bring people together, um, that's what we like to do. And that goes for everybody, for, for the common Joe to Miyamoto himself, if he would ever grace us. But it, it's one of those things where we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you, not just us, everybody. Like, it's a friendly place. It's a place for people just to get to know each other and have fun and share news. And it doesn't have to be even Nintendo news. It could be PlayStation or Xbox or whatever you're into. In, in the grand scheme of things, it's all gaming. It all falls under that gaming umbrella. And we're doing our best to to make it grow um, in that direction. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, um, please feel free to join us. And if you're already part of it you know, and you're enjoying it, um, thank you. We, we're very happy. Um, we're doing this all for everybody Um, and and feel free to share because the more it grows the more it benefits everybody and if you're unhappy then please tell us and we'll do what we can to make you happy because mm-hmm. that's what we do we, here at nintendo fuse we like making people happy and putting smiles on faces yeah for sure speaking of which i want i'm going to try out a little feature here and uh boom there we go it's on the screen ink stains c says that he loves our discord so uh even with the the three there in the in the th and the, the <laughs> d so um loves this discord I, I couldn't agree more. So and and we love the Discord because you guys are in the Discord. So um, yeah, make sure you join it. Make sure you invite other fr- your friends and stuff too. Uh, it's a great way for us to chat about games uh, between podcasts, and and we absolutely love doing that. So uh, speaking of which, um, we also love it when you subscribe and when you hit the bell uh, to be alert, you know, alerted every time we post 
a video. So you like that that transition there. Um, so uh, <laughs> so make sure you do that, and uh, and that way you can be you know, alerted every time that we we go live, every time we post a new video, every time that we um, do anything on on YouTube. Um, and if you are listening after the fact on another podcast app, um, thanks so much for for subscribing there. And uh, if you can leave a positive comment, that just helps us kind of rise to the top. Helps other people find us, and uh, be sure to, to get just get the word out there about uh, about the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Uh, so let's uh, let's jump into our main discussion point for tonight, and that is the uh, Indie World Showcase. So Nintendo decided to um, kind of. Uh, changed their their pace a little bit, at least a little. Uh, they changed the naming of things. Normally, they call the in indies games the Nindies, but they decided to just go with indie this time and, and call it an Indie World Showcase. Um, and so they they showed off, I think, twenty nine games, if I counted correctly. Um, they showed off about fourteen, I think, uh, games. Uh, and then they had a sizzle reel at the end with 15 games, and they showed one more at the very, very end. Um, so instead of going through each of those games one by one and talking about them, uh, we just decided uh, that here's how we're going to attack, uh, attack that this this time. Um, we're just gonna I'm gonna go through the list of all the games that that were announced um, and the release dates or the release windows, and then we take a chance to just kind of talk about uh, our overall thoughts about the event itself and uh, and what game, games. Kind of stood out to us. So here is the list. Um, like I said, it's a list of 29 games. This list is on our uh, NintendoFuse.com on our blog there, so you can check that out. Um, if you miss any of the ones that I announce, uh, it's right there on the front page. Just go to NintendoFuse.com. But here we go. Uh, coming out uh, on summer in summer 2019, so some, just around the corner, is going to be Risk of Rain 2. And then we have Eastward that's coming out sometime in 2020. Uh, Freedom Finger uh, Freedom Finger, yeah, I'm saying that right. Uh, it's coming out fall of this year, 2019. Uh, Roki, do you know how to pronounce that game, Barry? Am I saying it? Is it Roki or Roki or something Rookie. like that? It's they said a it. double, like, like the. I don't know, dots over the O, so I don't know how to pronounce that. Rookie, I think. Um, it's coming out winter 2019. Uh, Torchlight 2 is, is coming over to the Switch on September 3rd of this year. Skater XL is coming on 2020. Europa is coming on in uh, winter 2019. Uh, Super Hot is coming August 19th. So that, uh, wait, that's today. Um, so Super Hot is out today. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakened is coming out in February 2020. The Tourist, with a Y, is coming out on November 2019, so that's just a couple months away. Scaleboy is coming out on December 3rd, 2019. Earth Night is 2019 at some point this year. Hotline Miami Collection is coming out uh, oh, today, so two drops today. Um, Hotline Miami Collection is one of them, and uh, is uh, both of those games together. Um, Blasphemous uh, from Team 17 is coming out on September 10th, 2019. Close to the Sun from Wired Productions is coming out sometime this year in 2019. Cat Quest 2 is coming out in fall 2019. Uh, Spirit Fairer is coming out spring 2020. Trying for the Nightmare Prince. Um, you know what? I missed the date on that. Um... I'm actually not sure when that is. It's it's really soon, though, I think. It's sometime in 2019. Uh, Creature in the Well is coming out September 6th of this year. One Finger Death Punch 2 is coming out on December 2nd this year. 
Best Friends, uh, sorry, Best Friend Forever is coming out on February 14th. Uh, Best Friend Forever on Valentine's Day of 2020. Uh, Fogs is coming out on in early 2020. What the Golf, Golf, sorry, What the Golf is coming out in winter 2019. Kine, K-I-N-E, is coming out in 2019 at some point. Hypercharged Unboxed is coming out in winter 2019. Northguard is coming out September 26th, so right around the corner. Sparklight is coming out sometime in fall uh, this year. Munchkin Quacked Quest is coming out fall 2019. And finally, but not low on the list at all, uh, is Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition is coming out September 27th of 2019. That's a long list of games. 29 games that were announced today. Some of them we knew already. Some of them new on the list. Um, before we jump into what stands out and everything, Barry, what are what are your overall thoughts about this presentation? It was like, it was like 23 or so minutes that they showed off 29 games. So yeah. get kept pretty quick. What, what's your impressions of them? Uh, overall is good. Um, I just want to briefly say um, it looks like Glad in the chat actually pointed out that it is October 8th is the release date for Trine 4. Cool. So it is coming soon. But uh, overall, I thought it was very, very good. Um, I, I love the indie scene. I love the smaller developers. And I as I was watching it, like I was like hoping to see some people I saw over the weekend at Play NYC. I'm like, oh come on, come on. And I did. Uh you know, seeing seeing Skullboy in there just was so awesome to see. I, I wanna see more. I, I hope to see more uh in there. But yeah, like I mean I think it was all build up to Ori. Like they were they were definitely building up. But it's it, it's not like it's even build up. There's so many great games shown off. I think this was a really great showcase and I, I think it it amplifies why indie games or nindies if you will do so well on the switch because uh, it's a place to flourish and nintendo definitely embraces them gives them their own spotlight and i i think that just taking these type of games on the go is just so good yeah yeah for sure yeah i was actually um i, I go back and forth because like i like how I like how many games and how many different types of games are shown off at these these kind of events. But if I'm being honest, not too many of them excited me. Um, really? Because they just weren't they didn't they didn't like just jump off the screen. And I think it's not because of the games themselves. Part I think partly it's because they kept it so quick. Like I wanna, I wanna dive into some of these games. I went, show me, show me what it's really about. Show me like why I'm, I should be interested in this game. Um, but showing me something for like 20 seconds each, and it's just like a boom, 20 second trailer. This is when it's coming out. Was not enough to like get me really excited about about the games. And I think <laughs> it wasn't until after that it got me. Okay, I'm gonna look into this for the podcast because of what we do here at Nintendo Fuse. I looked more into the game and I got more excited about some of them. But from the presentation itself, they didn't excite me as much. See that the I understand that for the sizzle reel. Like at the end when they were just mm-hmm. doing the sizzle reel. Because a good chunk of what of the, the games you listed were only shown in that sizzle reel for those few seconds. Right. But the first quite a few, I think yeah, was, there were like thirteen before this is a real. Yeah, thirteen yeah. or something like like they really 
went more in depth with it and you can tell like it wasn't just nintendo talking about it it was it was trailers that were submitted by the developers right so it was really just nintendo showing what the developers totally. wanted to show off yeah um so if, if if something didn't hit the mark um that's really not nintendo's fault in that regards it is up to the developers to convey a good trailer but i i thought um the ones i knew about i thought the trailers did well and the ones i didn't know about the ones that did excite me i thought the trailers did a good job personally yeah yeah i think i i'm not i'm not knocking the trailers at all and i think i think it's really i think it was really cool actually from a positive side i think nintendo basically stepped out of the way and just yeah. said hey you know what indie developers this is yours you submit we're going to tell people about the uh about the release date and everything else is basically yours what do you want to present you have x amount of time give us a trailer probably for this amount of time and, and it was in their hands um i just would have liked to you know sometimes that like e3 and stuff like that i like when they dive in a little deeper with the game and not just show the trailer i want to tell like okay what really does make this interesting and tell us about more about it um that would have been i would appreciate it more because i think i would have been more interested in some of these games some of them are coming from like other other consoles and pc games that are finally coming over and and part of that's my issue that i'm just not familiar with those games and so some of them may have excited me if i knew about the game already but because i didn't know about it i just heard about i've heard the name of it like super hot for instance like i don't know much about super hot i just knew it existed and so for like like that was that would probably really excited people that have been into it before but then like to bring that over like I don't know. I just I wasn't the the right um, audience, I guess, for me to just like see it, get it, get excited. Okay, now I want to get it because I know when it's coming out. Um, You're just a Debbie Downer today. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> don't know time for games. Didn't like any of them. What am I even on this podcast? For? <laughs> uh, let's let's see what uh, see what the chat's saying. Uh, so many games. Um, let's see. Uh, Jakester liked Europa, Tourist, Cat Quest 2, um, and of course, uh, Ori uh, were some of the best announcements. Um, yeah, and uh, Jakester's also saying that maybe uh, the Red Cube will show off uh, some some of the Nindy, or will show off some of the Nindies. Um, yeah, so of the ones that were shown off, I, I think Ori really is one of the highlights. I have not played Ori before, um, but I'm incredibly excited about about playing it because it just looks amazing. Like apart, apart from the the gameplay and everything, I think that would be something I'll enjoy. Um, but the just the look of that game is so beautiful. Um, what what are some of the other games that that stood out to you, Barry? <clears throat> well, of course, Ori. Um a game that I own on an Xbox One that I've never even really played. Um, and I do want to play Ori, so I'm hoping it comes physical. I'm, I'm hoping to get it, because um, that is a game I, I do want to play. Um, Torchlight 2. Um, mm. I loved the first Torchlight, because I'm a huge Diablo fan. I went through Diablo 3 again on the Switch. Uh, just I love that type of, type of RPG. And uh, to see Torchlight 2 come to the Switch, it's just great. I just, again, I, I'm hoping for that physical. But Torchlight 1 was really good and really ambitious. I know Torchlight 2 is an older game, and I never played it because it didn't come to consoles. And at that point, I was done doing digital titles. Um, so I really I have high hopes for that game. Uh, another one that, that came out of nowhere to me, and maybe other people heard about it, but I hadn't, was Skater XL. Uh, I loved the Tony Hawk games mm-hmm. growing up. 
you know, I played them all throughout college. We, we did nothing but graffiti, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just so much fun. I mean, even, even the, when the, the GBA came out, my very first game was not Mario advance. Cause I played Mario two a bunch of times. It was Tony Hawk pro skater two, yeah. uh, on launch. Uh, so skate XL skater XL looks great. Uh, really? The Tony Hawk games look were terrible. Okay. Um, so for, see, Skater XL graphically doesn't look amazing. Okay, so good. Because I was it, hoping it wasn't just me. Is I'm like, no, 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 no. This game looks awful. So no, like, it doesn't look for graphic. Graphically, it, like, it, well, graphical. compared to games in 2019, like it looked like it was like, what? Why doesn't this look better? But well, first gameplay off, wise, might be different. Studio. Second off, you can tell it was an early build mm-hmm. because a lot of the arenas looked very barren. And you know they're filling stuff out. True. Um, they're just showing this off. And I, I have to stay optimistic about that. The gameplay is what gets me. Like, you could look at Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, for example, and the graphics look pretty good. Uh, and even some of the other ones, like Project 8. But the games are nowhere near as good as Tony Hawk 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, if you play those on the PlayStation or the N64, those graphics suck in comparison. But the gameplay, man, you could just keep playing them. So I have high hopes for Skater XL. Um, Dungeon Defenders is one I actually played on the Xbox Live Arcade when it came out. Um, I didn't really have much fun with it, so it doesn't do anything to me. Uh, Skellboy, I'm incredibly excited about. I got to play Skellboy. Uh, it is a lot of fun, and I look forward to more about it. It is very much like Zelda with body changing and 3d dot game heroes it's just it's a lot of fun skillboy i'm really looking forward to uh cat quest 2 i've never played cat quest i have it i've heard good things um so i'm assuming cat quest 2 is also going to be good uh let's see you uh which one <coughs> the uh, freedom finger freedom finger actually at first i was like this looks like the stupidest game ever but then when i realized you were literally picking up enemies using their projectiles and then throwing them at other enemies i was laughing i'm like this looks great like this looks like one of those games that just you know is gonna is not not gonna sell as much as it truly deserves to sell um but it does look really good and and props to them i i like that idea i think i think it's one of those things that they put on a board what's the most ridiculous thing we can do (laughs) Dart or dad, you know, dart at it in the hit and said, "We're doing it." And, <laughs> and props to them; they're doing it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, uh, how is that a collection? Good too. Yeah, let's let's start like with the the freedom finger. Um, is that is that a new game or is that is that a port? No idea. You don't know because I because no it looks like something that was probably like a mobile title, but I don't know for sure um, if they just made it to look like that or or if it actually is. Um, but uh but yeah i thought the same thing i was like that's weird um you were saying about uh the the collection there oh yeah hollow miami collection um i've heard good things about them i i haven't played them but i'm happy to see it and it is getting a physical so i'm really happy about that thank you thank you thank you um i think special reserve games is uh doing it um thank you for that um and then one game i absolutely have no interest in which is trine 4 uh i have horror stories with trine i have horror experiences with trine and never want to touch that franchise again even though i am getting it because it's physical Uh, we have so memories (laughs) memories of trine memories of trying no more done i'm not doing trying again trying is trying is out of my life (laughs) you can play it if you want but it's out Uh, of my life so me you and mike won't get together you could actually do four player i think this time around too so let's bring more people into the misery (laughs) uh 
Trine's one of those games that I, I really want to like. I, I love the concept, but it just it was it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jakester said Freedom Finger is actually uh, entirely new, so that's really oh. cool. Um, he also said you need to get on playing Cat Quest One. It, it's a fun game. I, I was actually surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, Gladiator Guild is saying, yeah, Ori is one of the most beautiful games that he's ever played. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's a he. Um, I don't he really is. know. Uh, yep. But uh, beautiful music, and this game will for sure make you cry. Oh, no. Not, nope, I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, Jack Jakester's accident. If it was kind of like Hollow Knight kind of is, um, he's saying, but it's a, little, it's a platform adventure game. So um, I love platform adventures. That's why I'm really excited about getting Ori. I think, um, you know, games when, when you can combine some really good gameplay um, and with some amazing graphics and just challenge and just you love looking at it, I think that they're going to knock it out of the park in my book, and uh, that's that's going to be really cool. Um, Glady Guild also mentioned that uh, Europa caught his eye, and uh, I agree. Um, that's that's another game that looks really interesting. Um, the the whole idea that like the it's a gravity defying sort of puzzle adventure, and um, they, like it seems like you can just walk around. So it's similar to like Mario Galaxy, I guess in a way. But you're like inside and. Uh, of the games, like I understand, like indie indie games have been taking like graphics in a lot of different ways, and you don't have to have like cutting edge graphics to be a, a really solid indie game. Um, and I think there's there's a couple other games that that really did grab my eye that weren't graphically overwhelming. They're good, but they but this uh, Europa was one of the games that was like wow. That looks really good from an indie developer. Like I'm sure it takes a lot of work and uh, be able to to pull that off on the Switch, which a lot of people feel is underpowered. I was like, that's a really solid looking game, and it, and it looks um, really interesting to be able to play these puzzle adventures from different angles and and the uh, yeah the the whole um, gravity thing. I'm interested to see how that how that pans out like in the in the entire game as well. Um, another... I made my stomach turn as I was watching. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I want to like this game. It's ambitious, but I know I can't play. <laughs> Just imagine playing it with the uh, with the um, the, the VR, VR Labo VR. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Spring your dream, mean, and your puke bucket. I guess I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into talk about puke again and bathroom jokes. We're gonna leave those for the other podcast that we've already done. Um, Earth Knight uh, looks looked interesting to me as well. Um, I think that was one of the ones that that's uh it's a 2d this 2d platformer like it's it's one of those classic arcade ones and i think that was that was kind of cool to me i'm always a sucker for a good classic like arcade um platformer um with just a lot of craziness going on these like dragons and you gotta like just try to survive in this like apocalyptic world so that was that was kind of cool um i was interested so you, did you said you did play dungeon defenders uh, yeah, I did play that uh, when it first came out on XBLA. Okay. Uh, and I didn't play it for long. Um, that was back in the day when I actually got every XBLA game. Uh, back okay. when I was like, oh, cool. I, I want, just really wanted to embrace <laughs> before the Microsoft pissed me off by not giving me more hard drive space. But, um, yeah, it it was okay. But I don't, I don't remember what else came out that week. But whatever else came out that week overshadowed it for me, and I just okay. never went back to it. That I'm so, not saying it's a bad game, I'm right? Not. So Dungeon Defenders was one of the ones that I I was I was I was left scratching my head from from the trailer today. Like that was the ones I'm like I think I might be interested in this game, but I didn't learn enough to really know what I 
feel about it. Um, it's like a tower defense game, but instead, like, if I remember correctly, and I could be totally wrong, so don't hate me if I am, but it's like a 3D arena where, like, waves of enemies are coming towards your whatever you're trying to defend, and you could set up on the fly, like, different, like, turrets and stuff while also running around as your character attacking, like, goblins attacking and stuff like that. And you work cooperatively, so if you have four people, you can each take a path and try to defend your own path. And if your path is, like, not much there, you could jump down and help somebody else. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a great idea. It, it was fun. It just didn't catch my attention for long. Right. And and they said it, it was multiplayer. Like, is it only, do we know, is it only uh, local multiplayer? Because all they showed was the know. split screen. And I feel like it probably is. And so, like, oh, I'm glad he goes saying that he may th- he thinks it's also free to play. It does seem like it could be one of those free to play games. Um, so I, I, if it is, I'll definitely check it out. Um but uh, but yeah, it, it left it left me with a lot more questions, I think, than anything else. Um, another one that left me with questions was was Munchkin, <laughs> um, like because it was part of this is real was a rare tail end. This is real, and I love the card game Munchkin. I don't know if you have you ever played it, Barry. Um, nope. So much fun! It's like like so if you're interested in in um, in I don't know. Uh, role-playing kind of games like Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of thing. Um, it's like take that, but like take out all the depth from from Dungeons and Dragons and and just keep like the the simple basic idea of the game and and everything with tongue in cheek. Um, it's a it's a really fun and hilarious uh, card game, um, kind of role-playing card game. But uh, but so I was interested to see how they put that into a game like uh, like this. It, it, it looks like it'd be a top-down sort of adventure kind of game. I was like, what's this really even about? Like, I'll probably check it out because I like Munchkin, but I really didn't know much about uh, what it is. And it, and that may be it because it's Munchkin's just kind of nonsense, so it may just be a bunch of uh, people just bouncing around and that's it um, and just hitting each other. I don't know. Um, Rookie? Uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, was another one that I think uh, the story itself and what's what's there with the Scandinavian like folklore and everything um, seems interesting. I'm gonna definitely look into more of that where she has to like save her family and everything. And it, it was one that kind of I love the the art style. Like so, kind of going from the opposite side of it's it's not a game that you look at and go, oh my gosh, that looks so realistic. But it's an art style that kind of draw, drew me in. It's like a like a storybook sort of thing, and it drew me in and go, okay, I'm really interested in what's going on in the story and and uh, and how do I, I help this girl like save her family and, and everything too. So um, that's another one that I'm gonna be be looking into for sure. So. Um, yeah, but uh, but Ori, you, you've had it and you've been sitting on it for uh, for a while and not played it, huh? I have not played more than eight hours on my Xbox One, and I have a day one edition, and I got it on day one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just honestly, the Wii U and the PS4 had more games that I was interested in, and every game I got for the Xbox One, which were exclusives like Sunset Overdrive and Ori and Rare Replay, and you know none of them. I popped in. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> They're still sitting sealed. <laughs> so, so you're gonna play it probably on Switch instead of uh, instead of Xbox then? 
Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just feels more like a Switch game anyway. It does. It really It's kind of like Sunset yeah. Overdrive. I just want to put it on my Dreamcast and play it on the Dreamcast because yeah. that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's true. Like, uh, there, I, I do play my Xbox One a little more than, than you do, but <clears throat> but it is like there are certain games that I feel better playing on there, and there are a lot of games that I feel better playing on a Nintendo platform. And uh, even though Microsoft is doing this one, it does feel more like a, a good, solid Nintendo game. It's kind of like I got Super Lucky Tail on the Xbox One when it came out, mm-hmm. and I never touched it. And now new Super Lucky Tail is coming out on the Switch, and I look forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what do you what do you think, Barry, about this? Uh, but Microsoft bringing games over to Switch, they keep doing it. What's what's what, how's this gonna like pan out in the long run? They, they think they're gonna keep doing it? I think I think they are because I think they're positioning Xbox more as a from a from a actual console to a, a platform. Um, much like Netflix kind of platform. And I think it's smart because I think they realize they're not making as much with their actual their actual consoles, but they are making a lot on on uh, software sales. And I want to say maybe Minecraft helped with that. After they bought Mojang, they kept Minecraft mm-hmm. on all systems. They continued to put Minecraft on new systems, and it kept making them money. And I think they saw that. Now, Microsoft always did put their games or most of their games on PC regardless because of Windows. Even Halo, when it came out on the Xbox, still came out on PC. Um, so I think they're realizing they can do more almost as a third party mm. um, while still having a box for the dedicated fans. So they're almost like pleasing everybody uh, in, a, in the grand scheme of things. I just want to see Rare come to to Switch, give us Rare Replay, give us the new Battletoads, give us a new Banjo. Like, Banjo's now coming to Smash make it happen and and i think there was a quote from the uh, conquer one of the conquer creators saying that it's inevitable that rare ip come back to uh, nintendo so i'm just hoping sooner versus later e3 is only you know a year and a half or a year away or something mm. a little less than a year now it's <laughs> come on yeah. make it happen that's true that'd be that'd be cool um yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting to see, like, yeah, how where they're going to take it. Because I think, yeah, Microsoft is, especially within their new stuff, they're just really, you know, positioning themselves as a as a distributor and a publisher, and I think a lot more. And they're bringing all these these they're buying a lot of companies, but now they're putting out those games everywhere. And and we're probably like Gladi Guild is saying, you know, like, Xbox Game Pass is that going to come eventually to to Switch? They're going to consider Switch just another platform, just like they do uh, PC and, and all these things. And eventually, you're going to be able to get Microsoft, you know, developed and published games on any system you want, um, well, except for Sony. They're not they're not playing nice with Sony as much. Well, so. not not necessarily because uh, you you mentioned uh, buying studios. One of the studios they just bought was Obsidian, and they're doing the Outer Worlds, which is coming to PS4. Good point. And now yeah. is coming to Switch as well, and that's now Microsoft published. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So. Yeah. It's interesting to see where this is going. It's a it's a new new day and age. I feel like with uh, with the uh, you know the the console wars that we had uh, you know years ago with, between even Sega and Nintendo and then Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft and fighting against each other and everything like that. It seems like they're they're almost and you know, maybe willing to put uh, put all all those fights behind them and let bygones be bygones and maybe like we can all get along and just enjoy games together. I don't know. But we'll see. So it should be. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the whole console war thing is just a marketing ploy. Totally. That's that started from the I mean, television attacking Atari back in the day, and back in the second generation, and it's only stemmed from there. It's all been marketing. Yeah. And and a lot of it 
came from you know being children where we can only afford or our parents can only afford one system so we had to fight for the death for our system because that's all we had you know when you're growing up if you had a super nintendo you most likely didn't have a genesis and boom you you fall for the super nintendo and vice versa if you were a genesis kid or if you were one of the lucky few now that had a turbo graphics um you know you you monk was your mario that's what you had to do mm-hmm. um and i think as you get to an adult and you have a little bit more expendable income and you can see things past those boundaries and what the the marketing teams and the pr teams want you to see you can really pick out the best of both worlds uh, which is whatever system you want, whatever games you enjoy playing. There is no right or wrong, as long as you're having fun. Right. So do you think, I mean, this isn't our running down, but I, I think it's it's an interesting question for me to, to ponder, I think, like with with a bunch of indies you know, going cross-platform, even Microsoft bringing their games cross-platform, are we going to eventually see the downfall of exclusives? Or do you think they'll always be there and always be strong? Or is there going to be fluctuation in that at all? Um, well, I mean, ironically, even in this indie thing, there was a timed exclusive, which right. was so weird hearing right. Nintendo talk about. <laughs> this is a timed exclusive. Um, no, I do think exclusives will remain, at least timed exclusives, because at the end of the day, no matter how much we want everybody to play together, how much we want everybody to be together, uh, it's still a business, and we have to realize it's that first money, and foremost. <laughs> it's about the money. And, and for the big three, it is about how much their consoles bring in. Because at the end of the day, not only do they make money whenever they sell a console, they make money anytime someone buys a game on their console. So if a game is a multi-platform game and it comes to the Switch and the PS4 and the Xbox One, if if you buy the Switch version, you are actually giving Nintendo some money from that. If you buy the PS4 version, you are now giving Sony some money for that. So in the end of the day, exclusives are still important to get your sale. It's when the sales of the exclusives are so, are low that you realize you may have to subsidize the cost of creating the game by putting it onto another platform. We saw Nintendo do this with Wii U ports to the Switch, um, which was, of course, Nintendo to Nintendo, but it was still helped subsidize the cost. And uh, Jakester talked about it uh, just briefly in the in the chat about Gears 5 is now announced for Steam. Uh, Gears 5, obviously, a Microsoft-developed and published game. Uh, they foot the bill, and they may not feel confident enough that Gears 5 will make enough money just on the Xbox platform. But if they open it to Steam, they feel they'll recoup and make more money. That's a good point. Even even giving part of that share to Valve, of course, right. being on Steam. Of course. Yeah, just to get it out there more and, and potentially make more money, which I, I think is a it's a great move because there's like I mean you know Steam has a huge platform of with so many people like that's that's a gigantic you know offering to to get it on there. It is, but it's also a double edged sword. A lot of people are lost on Steam. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. Even like I don't play on Steam very much, but a lot of times I'm like, okay, I want a new game. I'm gonna look at what game is like. Ah, I don't even know what to, you know, where to go half the time. It's like there's so many games, and uh, and I'm sure there's there's tons that I'm overlooking that are fantastic games, but you get overlooked because you're just lost in the, in the mix, for sure. Um, another game that I forgot that kind of goes against what I was saying earlier about uh, this showcase um, was actually um, Tourist. 
And so, um, like, I thought they actually, um, Shinin, I think, is, is who produced, uh, produced that, developed it and produced it, um, published it and everything. And they're they're a fantastic, like, I, I love a lot of their games. And this is totally different than a lot of their other games that they do. But it was one of those games that, that I was like, what is this when it first came on? And, like, with every, like, couple seconds I saw more of the trailer, I'm going, oh, okay, okay. Uh, all right, all right. And so by the end of the 20-second trailer or something like that, whatever, I was like, yeah, I'm intrigued by this thing. Um, I think it, this could be interesting. And uh, so, yeah, it's I, I don't know I don't know what you thought about it, Barry, but I think just like the, the graphical style was kind of interesting. It kind of threw me off at the beginning. But, but yeah, the more I watched about it, the more I saw like it's an interesting kind of like adventure but then you got games within the games and like there's like this world within a world sort of thing and and it seems like happy-go-lucky like a i don't know a sims adventure kind of game but then all of a sudden you're like oh there's more to it and like you're visiting this amusement arcade to do some shopping and dance at the beach party and everything but then like you you hear all this like ancient mysterious monument stuff and there's like a deeper thing within it and so you can it seems like you can kind of have two different experiences with this game you can have like the happy-go-lucky stuff but then you can also like dive into like the deeper story and everything so that was uh i grabbed all that from that third 20 30 seconds or whatever so like it is possible and shenan is one of those ones that uh that actually did intrigue me and i think they did well with their uh with their trailer because i i learned quite a bit and it totally took me from this game looks stupid to oh i'm very intrigued <laughs> so yeah it was an interesting concept uh game it's not one that i could see myself playing um mainly because i almost feel like i could get too lost in it mm-hmm. if it's too open-ended mm-hmm. um but it's intriguing and i do want to see more that's true. Yeah. I do like, I found, like, I used to be a lot like that. I was like, I don't know. Let's too open it. But, like, the more I think life, adult life kicks in, the more I, I appreciate yeah. those games that I can just hop in and hop out from time to time. Yeah. So. Animal Crossing. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Although too much time away from Animal Crossing and I got weeds overrunning my city. So. And roaches. Yeah. And roaches and everything else. So that's no for fun. Uh, all right. Well. Indie World Showcase is uh, now in the bag. 29 games they announced, a lot of them coming out right away, a couple of them today, um, in fact. And so, uh, yeah, continue to let us know what you think about those games as they come out. Um, hop over on NintendoFuse.com uh, if you want to check out the full list. Um, we have the the whole showcase there as well. If you missed it and you want to watch it, um, you can watch it right on our site as well. And uh, just leave a comment about what you think about all those games. Uh, let's turn a little bit of a page there. And, uh, Barry, you, you hung out at... Uh, there in uh, downtown New York City with a bunch of other gamers and developers and Nintendo Fuse fans uh, this last weekend. Is that right? Was it just a week ago? And uh, so, yeah, let's tell us about Play NYC 2019. Yeah, so um, for those of you that have followed uh, Nintendo Fuse for a while, uh, you know that we have a very good relationship with playcrafting. And uh, we were there at the very first Play NYC back in 2017. And uh, we've been there ever since. Uh, we we're very big supporters of that con we think it's very important and uh we've watched it evolve as it gets bigger and better and i'm happy to report that this year is even bigger and better um uh, first off for my full thoughts you can go to nintendofuse.com uh whole article is there uh with more in-depth thoughts but uh i do first off want to say thank you uh to dan 
um, who was very, very gracious to give us the opportunity to um, get out there. And uh, not only for us to get out there, but for us to give out tickets to our fellow listeners and our readers um, so that they can experience it as well. So congratulations again to all the winners. I got to uh, meet a couple of you out there, which was always great. I love connecting with the fans. And um, I, I just hope this continues because... I like to bring joy to people. I like to be able to get them to a place where they can experience joy. And what kind of joy are they experiencing? They're experiencing some of the greatest games I got to experience in this past year. Um, the the arena, the, the, the whole venue was filled to the brim with awesome titles. Uh, and unfortunately, I didn't get to see them all or I didn't get to really experience them all because we had an hour at the beginning uh, that was press hour. And I maybe got to three or four at this point because I was just having good conversations with the people. I was playing the games. I was testing out and then the doors opened and it was a flood and it was super busy. Um, and it is, uh, it's crazy. Um, so like one developer who I met last year, I actually contacted them and they said, Oh yeah, I was there this year. And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even see you. I'm so sorry. You know, like, like uh, it's not that I didn't want to see you, which I just didn't get to see you. Um, but what I saw was incredible. Uh, and first off, it wasn't even just the games I saw that were incredible. It was the people I saw, the people I got to meet. I had some wonderful conversations with a lot of passionate developers. And uh, I, I look forward to, over the, the next week or two, um, setting up a couple industry talks, um, which which I'll be doing a whole bunch of emails, trying to figure out the schedule because uh, it's so many people I'm trying to juggle and I'm trying to get everything down uh so so if you are a developer listening to this you know emails will be going out this week um on that but the a lot of them actually were gracious that they actually are part of our discord now which is great because um like i mentioned one of them before reverie rebirth uh was an awesome title that i got to see and now i got to play the alpha um it's always hard for me to really play a game at one of these type of events they'll like really sink into it especially in rpg because <laughs> if i sit down in rpg like i want the rest of the world to disappear around me and i just want to sink into it and i tell people like i'd be a terrible streamer because i will kill every enemy i will explore every nook and cranny i will see a, a, a sword in a shop that i can't afford and go right outside and grind until i have enough money to buy it before i move on i would be terribly boring to watch but that's that's what i want so i, I really couldn't get into a lot of the games uh there um for that reason which i why i appreciate like the alpha builds where i get to kind of play it at my own leisure but i did get to play a bunch of titles or I'll watch the developers play a bunch of titles and um some some definitely highlights uh, i mentioned Scaleboy earlier that one i did get to play um that was a lot of fun i played through the demo and i thought that was something totally up my alley uh They've been a really good company for brands, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more work with them. Uh, Swim Sanity, which is one featured in the spring, Nindy's showcase was there. Uh, had a lot of fun doing uh, four-player with the developers and another journalist. Uh, we we had a lot of fun doing the deathmatch and the cooperative. Um, one game that's actually out now on Steam, I think it just came out, uh, or at least on PC, and is Tranquil Garden. Um, a really interesting RPG with choices and we like had a really cool conversation with the developers about how they designed 
uh, certain enemies and certain choices and like some of the enemies are based on the, their pets and like I love stories like that I love to just get the nitty gritty about it um, but again it was an RPG and they're like do you want to play I'm like no because I will not leave this arena and I will just sit here and play and I can't do that right now especially because that was during the press hour I'm like I, I want to I think I spent a good 25 minutes with them of the like, of the hour uh, saw some other great ones Miasma Caves looks really interesting um, the early access is coming soon uh, to that one. I uh, saw so like Io the Clown, which is a Kickstarter that's live right now. Uh, that is hopefully coming to Switch. Um, that one felt a little loose to me in controls, but it looks perfect for the Switch. Um, a lot of people were a little unhappy with the clown motif because they're scared of clowns, <laughs> and he apparently was getting it a lot. But it was it was really interesting. Uh, I saw a pure, uh, the birth of a goddess was a title that was developed by two sisters the whole studio is just two sisters and they are as sweet as can be there's so much passion behind that game and it looks super ambitious it looks like something like i would if i started i would get lost in in just attempting to create it so i give them all the props um fiction sphere i saw that that's on kickstarter now in fact that just got uh officially confirmed for switch it hit the uh the kickstarter uh level like the stretch goal um i mentioned earlier i was playing azure striker this kind of reminds me of that it's at mega man x mega man zx world um an interesting uh title was Zelda singularity um which is a mobile title that's out now uh it's just one of those weird tap games where you got to go through life and like my wife tried it and she was just like i'm like we gotta go and she's like no and we gotta go she's like no i'm like okay um so I, I'm, I, I kind of see this going as a free to because it's free to play. I can see this going free to play to Switch, and they want that. Um, we mentioned before, like Ori is an action adventure 2D like Metroidvania. Um, they were showing off a game called Outpost Delta, uh, which was put out by the same people that did From Rust, um, and and the the guy is super nice. This is this is a twin stick metroidvania where instead of just running and gunning left and right and up and down as you explore you can use the right analog stick to aim while moving and shooting so you can run away from an enemy while still firing at it in full 360 control um really cool space themed very very much influenced by metroid um looking forward to that and that is coming to switch that is confirmed for the switch um so we'll, we'll definitely see that um, uh, Way of Rio was an uh, interesting platform game that is um, coming out from Anthropotic Studios or Anthropoke Studios. They're actually in our Discord. Um, that's a fun uh, puzzle platformer. There's no, there's no like uh, battles in it. It's all just puzzled, um, but just a ton of fun. Uh, then there was Crystalla, which is from Astral Clock Tower Studios. Uh, very very sweet people um had a, the pleasure of talking with them for a bit uh really early alpha 3d action adventure um just uh, just a title i fell in love with and i fell more in love with like the story of, of their passion behind it like the the they sold the game to me i was like oh yeah this is this is awesome and everybody that i've met from astral clock tower since has been nothing but sweet uh, they're also in the discord um just this is a game to look out for because this is going to be big when it comes out. Like this is just another sleeper hit as of now, but will definitely grow once people really see this. Um, Dogfight is another one I saw last year. It is pretty much Star Fox 64 multiplayer or Crimson Skies multiplayer, but you're literally dogs flying the planes instead. Uh, totally awesome concept. Totally awesome. 
idea. The graphics are great. It was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to when that does come out. Uh, then a couple other titles um, I, that, that are really highlights. Um, one, one biggest saddest, I should say biggest saddest, that's not right. Um, the saddest thing I saw was uh, Antipold DX, uh, which is done by a friend of ours, uh, actually locally to my town. Um, the reason I say sad is because I saw this game in 2017. I played it on the 3DS. It was so much fun. It was Mega Man X style using gravity, and it was coming to the Wii U, and it was coming to the 3DS. And then they're like, oh, no, you know, Nintendo canceled putting stuff on there and denied the guy a switch box or a switch dev kit to bring it to the switch uh so that's not coming to switch it might come to microsoft he's working with microsoft now the game has been done for over a year now it's just sitting there and no one's picked it up and it's sad like why nintendo why i played this on the 3ds it was great um and this should be on the switch this would fit perfectly but i don't know if you're listening nintendo you're you're you're, you're not not paying attention here this is a title that would fit perfectly in in this nindy showcase kind of deal um but yeah there was just a ton of titles a ton that i missed a ton of vr i didn't do any vr stuff Uh, i don't like doing vr in public uh, just because you know i don't want to get pink eye or something uh so so despite rubbing down and all that i just i don't chance it it's 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 bad enough getting the con crud or anything like that i just don't want to deal with it but if, if there's one thing in the end of the day that i took uh, from this play NYC, and I've taken this from the past too, it's passion. The people behind these games are super, super, super passionate. And I think that's one of the elements uh, that makes a great game. You know, anybody can make an action adventure, anyone can make a first person shooter, anyone can make an RPG. But if you're passionate about the project, if you put your heart and soul and your love into it, um, it shows, it carries on. And I look forward to seeing what each and every one of the developers uh, that that were there, um, how it how it comes out. And a lot of the developers have now are part of our Discord, which is fantastic because uh, I look forward to seeing how their projects build and I look forward to talking to them more. Uh, and if you stay tuned to Nintendo Fuse, we should have some industry talks coming up in the next few weeks, so we'll space them out and uh, we'll get some more information on these titles. Uh, and if you have not been to Play NYC, I can't stress it enough, it is an awesome event. So next year, uh, there's no date yet, but it'll most likely be in the August uh, time period. Uh, from what I understand, it's going to be the same venue. I know I said that last year, that changed, but hopefully it doesn't this time. This was a really good venue, and uh, everyone I talked with had a great time. And I really, really, really really think you should go to this especially if you like passion projects especially if you like uh smaller titles um this is the place to go and and it's not even just smaller titles bigger titles are starting to go there um they had just cause three was there um devolver digital was there showing off some stuff um and there were big crowds and i you know it's just like i can see those anytime you know, oh, just cause three. I own it. It's on my shelf. I haven't played it yet. Um, you know, I don't need to see it here. I want to focus on getting to know, not just see the see the games, but getting to know the people behind it. And that's why I love playing NYC. So again, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Playcrafting, for putting this on. Thank you to everybody I had the pleasure of talking with. I'm sorry for anybody that I missed. If you were watching this, uh, I hope next year uh, I do get to talk to you. And thank you for everyone that did partake in it that is part of our discord now uh, i appreciate you and i'm sure i speak for the rest of nintendo fuse uh, crew when i say we appreciate you yeah for sure for sure so so bear you've been three years in a row now ever three since the beginning um how does this year compare to to the past years 
much better. The yeah. first year um, was the first year is always the rockiest of anything. Um, what Dan wanted to do was he wanted to put a show together in an unconventional place. So he succeeded by doing it in nightclub. We were in a nightclub. And it was really interesting because the balconies on top were really, really skinny. Get to a lot of the game. It was just, it was kind of a mess, but it was, it was a fun mess. The security was nothing but go down this alley to the side door, and there's a guy in a yellow like shirt that will open the door and let you in, and that's the security. The guy looked like he could kick the crap out of you at any time, but that was it. <clears throat> the second year, we went to the Hammerstein Ballroom. This was not a venue for, uh, again, a con like this because the fir- the ground floor was great, but the second and third floors and stuff, they were they were stadium seating. So people were showing their games in the middle of rows of seats. And uh, and there, there was like the third floor you could, or the fourth floor you could only get to um, by one staircase. So some people were missed entirely. They couldn't figure out how to get there. And the basement, like no one went to, was like the board games were put down there, and there wasn't really a lot to see. So this was much better because it was all one floor, and that's something I didn't even mention. There were board games; I didn't touch them yet. Like there were board games shown off, looking really, really cool types of board games. But again, if I sit there, I'm gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'll just get too into it. But there were board games, there were card games, there were a bunch of other types of games. Uh, it is a show for everybody. Mm. Um, this year was better. Um, I'd say if I had to rate them, uh, 2017. I would give a B minus last year. I would give a B to a B plus, And this year I would do an A minus to an A. I cool. really would like it, it. It is definitely improved. Cool. Cool. Sounds like they're learning a lot and, and just making uh, significant improvements every time. And uh, yeah, so this venue, you'd like to go back to this venue again, you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it was easy to get to. I think uh, a lot of people felt that way. Uh, and it was it was, you know, open. It was right between 6th and 7th Avenue. It was right there in, you know, midtown Manhattan kind of deal, you know, a couple blocks south of, of Times Square, 20 blocks south of Times Square. So, cool. And the short block. So it was a nothing walk. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And even even though it's uh, past, you know, uh, Play NYC, um, if you if you still have questions about it, be sure to check out uh, Barry's industry talks um, over the last three years. Uh, the, he's got some uh, great conversations with Dan Butchko of a play crafting and uh be sure to check out their interviews right here on on nintendo fuse's uh youtube channel so awesome and uh next time it comes around you should definitely uh apply for some free tickets because like i mean that's if we get him again i'm not i'm not they've been awesome maybe we won't get him in but if we do you should definitely you should definitely uh enter into the contest for some from some uh, free tickets for sure. Uh, Jakester's asking how many people uh, do we see? Um, did you get a chance to, to check in with and, and actually meet in person there, Barry, with uh, their fans of Nintendo Fuse? Uh, I saw quite a few from Nintendo Fuse. I saw, I think, five or so I happen to run into, maybe more, maybe maybe seven or eight. Okay. Um, now that I think about it, but some went Sunday. I didn't go Sunday. But in terms of overall, um, I'm going to say when I was there on Saturday, it felt like there was at least 3,000 people, not always at the same time, you know, coming and going. Um, but even like when we got there, we were there uh, really early. We we're there at 8.30. The 9 o'clock was um, for press and 10 o'clock was public. And we left We left around 4, four mm. maybe 4.15. Like it closed at 6. So we were there for most of the day. And when we left at like 4.15, there were still people coming into the show. <laughs> so... 
it was like a revolving door. People came, stayed for a couple hours, left, get some food, come, came back. Um, so I have no idea. Sunday, I'm assuming Sunday uh, was also busy. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of people. And like I said, there were there were times where I just couldn't even get to games because it was just such a crowd. And it was just like, I want to play this game, but there's so many people wanting to play it as well that I was just, I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to try to talk to, to whoever's in charge of it and get a little bit of, get an info about it and let the, let the, let the, you know, everyone else play. Like I'm fine with not playing a game as long as I'm seeing other people enjoy the game. Like mm-hmm. the one I was mentioned way of Rhea, uh, my wife was playing it and two other people sat down. They had three, uh, computers and they were all playing it and they all finished like their puzzle at the same time. And everyone was like, yeah. And like, like, the, the developer was just smiling like, yeah, look at the joy and i was talking with him at the time uh, mason he's he's in our discord and i said i said that's got to be awesome like to see three three sets of people complete you know the objectives that you set out for and just the joy that that they felt that's why i love this it is a real passion project it is a real it is real community mm-hmm. and and that's what games should be about not about we mentioned before it is a you know it's a business but in reality it should just be about making right. people happy right yeah one of my favorite things i've never been to play i mean i see i know barry's trying to get me there and dan's been trying to get me there ever since they started um but one of the things that i loved about uh when i was able to go to pax east every year you were supposed to go to the first one i know i was supposed to I mean, i'm you still were- in new england as well it was so easy to get down there and not like today um but uh but what i really loved about um the pax events is the the indie um mega booth and i think it's it's kind of like in a way uh, similar to to play mic where there's just a bunch of indie developers that are there and and yeah they don't have the gigantic booths like nintendo and and microsoft and all those other companies but they have just like their little booth and you have the game and you're able to like talk with the guys that are developing the games um, that are making that are writing the music sometimes it's all the same person and it's like their passion product project and they've been doing all that and it's so cool just to connect with them and and find out um, I, I was actually uh, working with another uh, organization one time, and and I was able to go around and interviewing uh, the different developers. And one of the questions that I that I loved asking them was like, what, what's the what's the story behind the game? What's the story behind the story? Like, why why this game? Why what made you like of all the different kind of types of games that are out there? What made you kind of make this type of game? And why the story go this direction and all that stuff? And it was so cool to just like hear from them. Um, it'd be like if we ever got the opportunity to have, you know, Miyamoto like to like sit across to him and be like, okay, why Mario? Like, you know, those those interviews have happened before, but just be able to have that that conversation with the person that actually created that. That all this was just in their head and they decided, you know what, they're gonna sit down, they're gonna code this thing and make it for themselves, but also make it for us. And it's so cool to be able to have those conversations um, with those people that are making it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the, one of the ones, uh, Reverie Rebirth, uh, mm-hmm. which, which which has the alpha in there. Uh, I was talking with Michael, who uh, is in charge of the game, <clears throat> and he was explaining to me how one of the things that he noticed in games was a lack of diversity, and not just in terms of race or religion, but also in sexual preference, and like games should be whatever you want them to be. And uh, we were talking a little bit actually about Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses because like if you're a girl and you want to you know have a relationship with another girl, there's like five different girls you could be with. But if you're a guy, there's only one guy. Um, and how it's a little bit unfair and how it should be fair 
uh, just the equality. And he's talking about how like his game, like relationship doesn't doesn't matter. Like you can have a relationship with anybody you want. Boy, girl doesn't matter. Like everybody's available because in life that's really what it is. Everybody's available. And and it was true. You know, like that's that's what he noticed was was missing, and he wanted to go out there and make that because in the end of the day, if you're playing a role playing game, you should be able to fit into the role. You shouldn't have to conform to something else. You should be able to to put yourself. I mean, that was the whole point of Link not having a voice. Mm-hmm. It was so that we can put ourselves in Link's position. We can see ourselves. It was like a character avatar in a sense. Granted, Link has developed a personality over the years, but that's that was the whole point of it. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And just to, to his passion about that was so strong and it was just like yeah you know what you do you you know you you do that uh, and and i think you're right i think we should have equality absolutely let's do it and sure enough he's doing it and the game is great from what i played <laughs> cool cool let's uh let's turn uh pages just a little bit to another gaming event uh that's actually hasn't started yet it starts tomorrow if i if i get this correct uh gamescom uh for 2019 is is coming up and uh the winners have already been announced uh barry uh did nintendo win anything <coughs> yes nintendo won Woo! um we, they won one thing <laughs> one thing um which which was a guaranteed win for them no matter what because it was the best switch game uh but they they were nominated for a bunch of things um, so even though the, the it doesn't technically start till tomorrow, they do announce the list of winners from the uh, for all the categories. So I'm just going to go through it quickly. Um, I'm going to do the winner, and I'm just going to say if Nintendo had something there and what they had. Uh, so best action adventure game went to Black Sad uh, under the skin. Um, Link's Awakening was nominated, but it, it didn't win. Uh, best action game went to Doom Eternal. Uh, Nintendo had nothing there. Best family game went to Concrete Genie from Sony. Sony beat out Nintendo in a wow, Best Family game. Best family we just game. mentioned three was there. A Dreams was the other one from Sony. So Sony had two uh, to Nintendo's one, and, and Sony still won. Uh, best Racing game went to Grid. Uh, Nintendo had nothing there. Best Role Playing game went to Wasteland 3. Pokemon Sword and uh, Shield were there. They did not win. Uh, best Simulation went to Planet Zoo. Nothing for Nintendo. Uh, best sports games went to Roller Champions by Ubisoft. I'm happy about that because that game actually looks really fun. Uh, again, nothing Nintendo. Uh, best strategy went to Desperados 3. Uh, no Nintendo there. Uh, most original game went to Dreams from Sony. Again, no Nintendo for original games. Look at that. Uh, obviously, best Microsoft Xbox One game went to Mario Odyssey. No, I'm sitting with Gears <laughs> 5. Um, but obviously, no Nintendo. Uh, best Nintendo Switch game. Nintendo won it. Link's Awakening. Uh, beating out Luigi's Mansion 3 and Sword, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, best Sony game uh, was Dreams. Uh, best mobile game. I didn't even know this existed. Uh, Battle Chasers Night War has a mobile edition. That's kind of cool. That was fun on the huh. Switch. Uh, no Nintendo titles were nominated there. And best PC game went to Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And, of course, no Nintendo there. Right. So those are all the nominees, the winners of the different categories and where Nintendo mm-hmm. uh, fit into it. It was nice to see Nintendo get some nominations. It seems to be only three games, Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Right. Uh, which is sad because Astro Train not there or Damon X Machina not there, and I think those two should maybe be there because yeah. they look awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In a way, kind of not exactly, but in a way, they kind of almost won with Grid because Grid's coming to Switch. It's just not out yet, yeah. so it's it's oh, it's like a pseudo win there. <laughs> pseudo win. Grid, <laughs> like a, grid's, a roller champions might come to Switch too. Okay, I don't know. 
<clears throat> it would yeah. be soft. I mean, oh, Doom Eternal is coming to Switch. That's oh, that's actually. right. Yeah. So they kind of had some other wins. Uh, Waste, is Wasteland 3, is that coming? Or is it just Wasteland 2? That came. I'm actually not sure. Uh, I don't know. I know. I think Wasteland Two came. Wasteland Three maybe comes. Chat and who knows? Out. Maybe we'll get. Maybe we'll get Gears Five. You know, it's coming to Steam. Maybe we'll get Gears Five as well. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Let's check the uh, check the requirements. I, I the Switch could probably run it. Yeah, it can be ported. Probably. Over there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Panic button. We'll do it. <laughs> right. It's so interesting to see like how like over the years like there'll be there'll be years where Nintendo is like dominating all the the charts and winning everything and like top sales and then all of a sudden they have a year like this year and it's like and we're we're okay with just kind of cruising by and then there'll be another year you know where where they'll be dominating again. Um, it's see, it's not a consistent. Is, I don't think this is a cruising by year. No, I, I think. And right, but you, but it's not, but it's not the you know the the Breath of the Wild, and it's not Mario Odyssey year where they're like that kind of tier games that are just clearly dominating. Shut your mouth! Link's Awakening is going to be Breath of the Wild as best game. It already is better than Breath of the Wild, so shush. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> shots have been fired. <laughs> Uh, all right, um, but yeah, that's that's cool. Congratulations, Nintendo, for uh, having the the best Switch game. <laughs> <laughs> it was either between Nintendo, Nintendo, or Nintendo. Who would have Or the Pokemon Company, kind of, but kind um, of. But Nintendo's publishing, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's true. Oh uh, boy, uh, Wasteland is uh, three is not going to Switch yet. Jakester says. Yeah, um, Wasteland so, two is though. It's yeah, on the so Switch, I believe now. Thank you, uh, thank you, Chat, for doing our homework for us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's turn a, a, another page uh, to uh, a, a different story that has I don't know we co- we covered this originally uh, what was it like two podcasts last, away was it last podcast no, last podcast last podcast okay so not too long ago. Uh, the the CEO of Electronic Arts, uh, a guy named Andrew Wilson, uh, had some had some thoughts about Nintendo, specifically the Switch, and uh, and he was like, you know, he doesn't didn't really seem that excited about supporting the Switch. Didn't really think that a lot of people wanted those games on there. They they'd rather play the EA games on their Xboxes and their and their Playstations and all that sort of thing. And uh, and we we had some we had some words about EA. We've had words about EA for a while. Um, EA's been a fantastic company. Thank you so much, Electronic Arts, for bringing me out to San Francisco several years ago and supporting the DS at the time and having great games and all that stuff. But over the last few years, you haven't been doing it. And it seemed really weird or seemed just like a nail in a coffin that uh, that the CEO kind of said these words last year. And you know what? Both FIFA, which is not really even a good FIFA this year, um, this next year, and Unravel 2 and Faye. That's, that's really all they got. And uh, and we thought, you know what? It just, EA just closed the door. We're just going to forget about them being on Switch. They've clearly forgotten about Switch. But, uh, but then... Um, Looks like uh, EA had a little interview with uh, Game Informer, and um, some different things have been said. So uh, a spokesperson named uh, Laura, I'm going to butcher her last name, I think it's Mele or Mele, something like that, um, speaking on behalf of Electronic Arts, said this in uh, Game Informer. Yes, we invested with FIFA. We had good success there. I love that we have such a great global reach and a great global or a global presence on that platform with that game. We are absolutely looking at more Switch games in our portfolio, so more to come on that. We're not 
going to announce anything as of yet, but it is absolutely a platform that we're looking at for some of our more successful games. So is the CEO and the spokesperson like just not talking and they're just like on completely separate pages or are they turning their, their, their opinion now because like, Oh wow, we've actually heard the, the outcry of the Nintendo fans or, or what's, what's going on here, Barry? What do you think? Two words, stock owners. (laughs) When Andrew Wilson said what he said, I believe he meant it. And I believe the stock owners saw that and said, what are you doing? Because if there's one thing I've learned about stock owners when it comes to video games is that they don't know anything. And what I mean by that is Nintendo will come out and win E3 with an amazing, amazing showcase. But because Animal Crossing is delayed, the stock will fall. That's stupid. Um, They realize that the Switch, the the stock owners are, are smart enough to know that the Switch is selling. And the stock owners of EA are only there to make money. They want EA to make money because if EA makes money, they make more money. That's just the way it works. So when they said that, you know, when Andrew said that, they were like, oh, oh crap. You know, like, what do you mean? If your games go on the Switch, that should translate to more money. If that translates to more money, that translates to more money for us. The stock goes up. And I think it was kind of a way of the PR rep saving face. Like, oh, no, no, we didn't say that. No, it's, it's kind of like that episode of Family Guy, you know, when, when Brian and Stewie go to Germany and the tour guide insists that Germany, the entire country of Germany was on vacation during World War II. We can't talk about the Nazis. Uh, and it's kind of like that. No, 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 that never happened. Andrew never said that thing. No, we love the Switch. We're totally going to be performing on the Switch. Uh, we're going to put our best, best platforms and best titles on the Switch. Uh, and I think this all stemmed from asking about The Sims. And, and that was a game perfect perfect for the switch so i don't know i don't know what ea is doing um i don't know if they're just saying this to save face and they have nothing really planned or if they're going back to the drawing board and say we got to keep the stock owners happy before they all sell out on us and we all lose our money so what what can we put to the switch who knows Yeah, I guess time will tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's it ha- again, it's a money thing. I think for them, especially when a company that big, um, I mean, that could that could tank um, if if they get they take enough people off and uh, and, and <laughs> if their CEO keeps saying stuff like that, like stocks could tank, like people stop buying the games, like you take enough people off. I mean, I, I don't think they'll necessarily go belly up, but like that could they could take a drastic turn um and there's a lot of nintendo gamers out there and a lot of people that are already ticked at ea and if they keep going that direction um they're gonna lose a lot of potential money um but at the same time like if they are able to like if if this is in fact true if like if it's not just a pr thing and and they actually really are wanting to turn the page for whatever reason um there's a lot of money to be had out there as well because they do make some good games, and I know a lot of people uh, that do that do want to buy those games if they did come on Switch. So, so hopefully this is not just a, a PR thing. I, I really do hope that we do see some <clears throat> some quality uh, EA games come over. I really hope we get a real FIFA game uh, at some point instead of just an updated roster thing. Um, I hope Sims is one of those. I hope I think SimCity as well would be really a great franchise on the on the Switch, and uh, and there's so many other great. Star uh, games. Wars, yeah, all the Star Wars stuff. Like, there's so many great things that can come over, and, uh, and so even. yeah. I mean, we talked about Madden, yeah, on the last podcast. How how perfect that could be um, to be able to take to parties and and have on the go, but also play on your on your TV and stuff too. So yeah, 
there's there's a lot of money out there to be had in, in uh, that EA. I hope you're actually accurate with this, and you do want uh, to make mon- make games with us and uh, or for us, and and want to make money from us. Because um, I think you haven't lost completely, but you're on the fence. <laughs> so um, let's uh, let's let's talk about one last thing that uh, is not late breaking news, but pretty recent um that uh that i i just found out and i think barry you just found out uh recently as well yeah. today um a little company called loot crate um which is not necessarily it's not a nintendo company they don't make games or anything like that they have a lot of nintendo franchises and stuff it's a uh, it's one of those many there's so many out there but it was one of the first maybe even the first of those uh boxes that you can subscribe to and get a bunch of uh kind of nerd culture kind of stuff and a lot of times it had to do with video games and um you basically get uh i think it's like a monthly i think it's a monthly <coughs> subscription you get this yeah, monthly months. box in there and you don't know what you're gonna get the kind of themes and stuff like that and it's kind of just a cool like a christmas gift throughout the year birthday gifts throughout the year it's kind of a cool thing um but uh, apparently just a few days ago they filed for bank- bankruptcy so um yeah, yeah Barry, what, do you, what do you think about that <clears throat> I think it was bound to happen. Um, I'm not a big Loot Crate person. I know, like, New York Comic Con, uh, every year they have a big booth with a ton of exclusive crates, and people people rush it. I mean, I, I've seen seen mad dashes to the Loot Crate uh, booth. So so this year's New York Comic Con should be interesting. It'll probably be just be liquidation booth, you know, boxes. Like, here, just get rid of our stuff. Um, but my wife is uh, subscribed to their Firefly crate. She loves Firefly. And the first year, great. And then they started year two, and they like sent maybe two boxes. Then it went a good five months with no box. So then they sent her two boxes full of the best stuff from Loot Crate as an apology, which was a bunch of random crap, including duplicates. There were duplicates in the same box. Like it was just hurriedly thrown together and still had the audacity to charge her for the Firefly crate that she was not getting. She had to call up and be like, no, I'm not paying for this crap. I don't want any of this crap. This is garbage. And they, they, they refunded her and just told her to keep it because they didn't want it back. They had, they were just trying to give it away and trying to, to, you know, scam it on people. So it was like, great. Now we have all this random crap we don't need. And, uh, you got shelves for it though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we i think i think she wound up selling it to the people at like cost like you're five bucks like just get i would rather see it go to good homes but it, it was just one of those things where they uh yeah it doesn't surprise me they they grew too big and it was impossible to please everybody and that's the problem with these random things is it is it's like a christmas gift but it's it's almost like get it or a birthday gift but it's like getting a birthday gift from someone that doesn't know you or knows really what you like and is just giving you stuff that you don't care about, but they forget to put the gift receipt in there, so you can't even return it. But instead, instead in that birthday gift is a bill, and you actually have to now pay them for the crappy gift they just gave yeah. you. Yeah. That's Loot Crate. Yeah. I don't think my grandma watches this, but it's basically like the, uh, the I, I still get a stocking for my, my grandma um, every Christmas, and, and that's basically what this stuff in my stocking is is every year. <laughs> but I don't have to pay her, at least. Like, I had to pay for my ticket, I guess, to, to fly there and see her. But, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is every year. We're like... What is? Why do I? Why would I ever want? Does she even know me? Um, but uh, 
that's that's pretty much what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm glad that I didn't subscribe. Um, but it's interesting. I've been seeing a lot of times too. Like I think Amazon has been advertising a lot of the, the subscription subscription boxes that have been like 50 percent off recently and stuff too. So I wonder, like, are we going to see the downfall of like all of these companies? Um, can they really keep that stuff up, or they just they made a quick buck? They got rid of a whole bunch of stuff, and uh, hey, where it's it's time to move on. We made some money. Um, at least maybe Loot Crate stayed in it too long. Um, maybe these other companies need to like see the writing on the wall and say, all right, time to cut it, cut our losses and move on. We, we made a few thousand bucks. Let's try something else. They're trying to sell it right now. Um, Money Chest is promising a $10 million loan to help the company keep afloat during the bankruptcy. Um, it's expected to sell quickly. Uh, whether it does or not, we don't know. Um, for customers who currently have a Loot Crate subscription, you shouldn't see a... Uh, you shouldn't see a disruption. They they should like it's not like oh my god I'm not going to get my crate next month and I'm a subscriber. You should still get it. Like they, this is which well, Chapter Eleven bankruptcy is not like the doors are instantly closed goodbye. Like it's just a restructuring uh, process. So you'll still get your monthly crap for the at least at least for the foreseeable future. But this is definitely um, like I said the writing on the wall. A restructure does have to happen. I I think people are getting tired. Like it was a, it was a neat thing at first, but there's only so many pairs of socks or so many mugs or so many weird random statues of things you don't even really remotely care about because it just fits the theme of the month. It's people don't have a lot of room, right? Right. <laughs> it's just a lot of it is 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 cheap. A lot of it's yeah. like dumb things. I mean, the best thing that my wife got out of the whole two boxes that she got from those was a, a banjo kazooie license plate that kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll keep this. Like, yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, like the Firefly crates were good. They were. She enjoyed those. The the specific ones seem to be better, but the g- general, mm. like this month is heroes, and you get a bunch of random stuff from different heroes that you don't even care about. Right. And it's stupid. Like here's a pin, and here's a button, and here's a little bobblehead, and oh, I don't care about this. What am I going to do with this? And you look on eBay, and it's like filled with loot crate crap that people are just trying to get rid of. Yeah, just trying to make up their money. Yeah, it's better probably, I'd say for most people, it's probably just better to save your money and buy the stuff you want. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> if you see something in a Loot Crate box you want, go to eBay. I'm sure you can find someone who doesn't care about it for five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. It's as simple as that. Oh, wow. Um, one of the last things I, I wanted to mention, uh, I got an email just earlier. Nintendo uh, sent out um, actually just a couple, maybe uh, just a couple hours ago now. Um, but I think there's a there's a big thing this weekend with uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses and Tetris Ninety Nine. I think a, a big thing going on, um, a free event uh, for Switch runner, Switch owners that begins on August twenty third through August twenty sixth. So I know people like Greg are going to uh, enjoy that because it's a big uh, Fire Emblem fan as well um will this get you to to play uh tetris at all this weekend uh it's not gonna get me to play Tetris. (laughs) probably me either i like the game boy theme thing that was cool i played i played that for that was just a couple hours won the theme and that was all um but that was the last time i think i I think i played tetris 99 it's a fun game but it's uh yeah fire emblem uh themed activity is not going to get me to go back for sure I almost I played Fire Emblem, believe it or not. I almost booted it up, but I went for Azure Striker instead. Nice. <laughs> Greg will be like, no. 
Oh, man. Uh, it's been great to talk games with you guys tonight. Um, you guys in the chat with you uh, as well, Barry. Um, we've had some great conversations in the chat. Um, some of it just too much to even refer to all of it. It's just been some really cool conversations there. People talking about games and, you know, uh, upset about uh, EA and even talking about Family Guy there for a little bit. So um, we love talking games with you guys. And if you have not joined our Discord, if you've not followed us on uh, social media, be sure to do that. Uh, just search for at Nintendo Fuse on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, and our Discord link is in the show notes and the description down below. So make sure you check that out and subscribe, hit that bell, all that fun stuff, and uh, that'd be that'd just be awesome if you share it with uh, with some other Nintendo fans out there. Uh, Barry, what are you looking forward to playing over the next couple weeks? There's there's some good games. I know there's some games that you're excited about. There's games I'm excited about. Some of those are crossing over. What are you what are you hoping to play the next couple weeks? Uh, I'm hoping to get through Azure Gun Striker, Azure Gun Vote uh, 1 and 2. Uh, and then after that, who knows, maybe I'll try Cat Quest. Um, but I've got to try to keep my window open until the 29th, because I believe that's uh, when Astral Train comes out. Mm. And uh, also, another game's coming out actually this before that. Uh, I hope to be able to play it. Uh, before Astral Chain, and that's Oninaki, which I actually played through the demo of. I, I forgot to mention that. I played through the demo of this. I've been looking forward to this game since it was shown off. I absolutely love the demo. It's one of those demos that carry that the, the progress carries over into the main game, which I absolutely love. I think those are the greatest demos. Um, but here's the caveat. The game in America is digital only. In Asia, in Japan, is getting a physical. And then Square Enix announced a European exclusive on their site, but not to an A store. And they refused to comment to me. EA, EU's uh, store told me they will not ship to America and that I had to buy it from a scalper if I wanted it. They literally told me to buy from a scalper. Like, terrible, terrible. They refused my money. So I have a friend over in Europe who is getting the game once he gets the game he's going to be shipping it to me so i have to wait for it to get over here to play the game i want because square enix north america refuses to put the game out physical and square enix europe refuses to take my money and ship it to me um it's a whole mess but i am looking forward to oninaki very very much so they've been having some conversations great. with uh, noa <laughs> and I seriously, NOA and Square need to get and 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 Crapcom. The three of us need to to come into a room. The three of you with me, and we need to have a discussion because because you're all failing right and now. And even the EA, of, throw throw EA in there as well. Hey, do you all EA want money? Is doing better. Do you want any money from me or not? <laughs> it, 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 it's it's bad, but no, I look forward to that. Nastro Chain, of course, um, are, are my big ones. Um, Dragalia lost. Uh, rerunning the valentine's event which is kind of weird um but i missed some stuff from that so i'm really happy about that and that game has been going strong they've they've been supporting it i I love that they're constantly doing stuff with that and i think uh i think nintendo and side games have a real gem on their hands and i'm hoping by next next e3 we see an actual dragalia lost switch title cool cool hey uh rad is coming out tomorrow Nintendo oh, yeah. like has been playing that up a lot. Are, are you interested at all? I'm I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence. I'm interested in the concept. I think it looks great. Yeah. I love Double Fine. I'd be more interested with the physical. Um, I think it was. I think that's Bandai Namco is publishing that. If I'm not right, mistaken, um, I think um, so. Yeah. I think they, they've been advertising like an Instagram, and it shows like in the bottom left corner. It shows like boxes, yeah. and I keep messaging them. I'm like are you putting this physical? And I don't think it is. I think they're just teasing us. Yeah. But it, phys- physical, I would totally get it. And I would probably play it. 
digital. I don't have time for that. Just for Jakester. No time. Just for Jakester. Back to <laughs> back to no time, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and truck racing. You know, of course, you got to be, yes. be playing some truck racing oh, championship. Oh. Yeah. I got. I have a funny story about truck racing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was just randomly bringing it up. <laughs> no, segway, <you're> <laughs> segway. Um, truck racing is one of those that, at first, it was announced for Europe only. So I'm like, oh, cool, I'll get it. You know, because I'm going for the full English set. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get it. So Amazon Europe has it because Amazon Europe actually ships, or Amazon UK actually ships to uh, to Americas. Take note, Square Enix UK. <laughs> um, so they put it up, and I pre-ordered it. And when it shipped, I noticed it actually said, because it's called something different, it's like FIAE truck racing. It said um, the truck racing parentheses um, Xbox One, and it showed the picture for the Switch version. So I, I emailed them. Now I, I go, I contacted them to chat because I can't call Europe. So I'm, I'm sitting there in chat and I'm talking to them. I'm like, I, I, am I getting the Xbox One version or am I getting the Switch version? And the woman's like, oh, no, you're totally getting the Switch version. That's just a mistake. Don't worry. So I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. All right. Then I found out it's coming out in America. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, like now I, I don't want to double dip. So I get my package and I still have it here. It's still sitting here next to this. So Amazon Europe. Inside this package. Now I'm opening this. This is what I get. For all you people watching, you can see this. You see this? This is not a Switch title. This is the Xbox One version. You can see the Peggy on it. You can see it's called FIA European Truck Racing over there. This is the UK title. So an, an Xbox One isn't Did you even, try to put it in your Switch yet? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. So now I had to contact Amazon. Again, I can't call them. Yeah. And and the first person tells me that that I could send it back to them and as a bonus, a bonus, I don't have to pay return shipping. Wow. What a bonus. What a waste of my time. <laughs> so while I'm trying to escalate, because this is, I was lied to by, <laughs> by this rep, um, they, they, they hang up on me. They disconnect the chat. <clears throat> so then I get another person who immediately is like, I'm going to send you a return label and disconnects the chat. I'm like, really? Now the third person tells me that the game didn't come out yet. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you don't have the game. The tracking says it hasn't been delivered yet. I'm like, no, I have the game, dude. It's, it's right here in my hands. I have the game. He's like, no, you don't. So I said, do I have to take a picture and prove it to you? He's like, yes. So I took a picture. I sent it to customer support at Amazon. Here's the game. I wanted to put my middle finger in the picture, but I didn't. So now he's like, okay, we can't do anything yet because the, the game doesn't show as being delivered. We can't even create a return label. I'm like, but two previous people did. I'm like, can I speak to your manager? He'll tell you the same thing, sir. I'm like, no. If you don't have the game, me, then they shouldn't charge you for it. They shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I said, no, let me speak to your manager. I almost said, like, can I beat you over the head with this non-existent <laughs> game? Like, would, that, would I get in trouble for that? You know, it doesn't exist. So then I talked to a manager, and the manager was just like, I'm so sorry. They aren't supposed to act like that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to refund you. We're going to give you $20 credit. Keep the game. We don't care what you do with it. We're so sorry. Oh, my God. He's going to get a stern talking to. That is not how we do things at Amazon. I am so sorry. So I am actually getting truck racing on Switch, the American version. <laughs> and you I have, have the Xbox version. And I have the Xbox One European version. The that reason to boot I up don't your, have actually, to do. you can you even play is Xbox One. It's, I don't think it's, Xbox One is even 
read yeah. the fridge. I can't see? do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh well. <laughs> so see, you mentioned truck racing, and it, <laughs> I, had I had no idea. <laughs> that's that's insane. That that's <laughs> the struggles you go through as a physical collector. <laughs> oh, that's probably going to be one of those stories that I just like think about later on tonight. And I'm just going to start dying laughing. My wife's going to be like, "What are you laughing for? You won't even. But you just need to listen to the end of the podcast for a very story." <laughs> Oh, it is, it is. I can't make this stuff up. And I'm, I'm, this is legit my life I go through. Oh, wow. Well, I tell me, you have to tell me how a truck racer championship is uh, after all that. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm actually, I'm excited about Grid. Um, I don't know if I'll get it right away when it comes out. I, we All we know is summer in 2019, so we don't even have a, uh, a date, but it's, it's summer's running out. Um, so at some point we'll be getting it. Astral Chain uh, is another game I'm very interested in. Um, clearly we've talked about this before. I don't know if I'm going to get it day one, but it'd be down the line for sure. Um, cause there's, there's so many games coming out in September that like, you know, Zelda alone is going to be taking up a lot of my time. So I'm like, do I, do I want to get it now? Or do I want to save it for later? I'm not sure yet. Um, Spyro is another one, uh, the, re, uh, reignited, uh, trilogy, um, coming out actually the same day as our podcast, uh, our next podcast is September 2nd. Um, and so, uh, that's going to be coming out the same day. So I'm not going to be here for the podcast, but I'll be playing Spyro instead. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, a couple of cool games coming out over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, even cooler games, I think, in my opinion, coming out in September. Um, it's going to be a, a fun but busy uh, next several weeks of, of games for sure. Um, but yeah, we will be back on September 2nd uh, for uh, episode 182. Like we are inching closer and closer to the 200 episode and uh in a couple a few weeks it's going to be here before we know it uh we're going to be celebrating a, a little milestone of the nintendo fuse uh podcast so do make sure that you are here for uh i believe we're probably doing that the uh the, uh, there's actually three mondays or five mondays in uh september and so it'll be the probably the final monday of september i think it's the 30th i think as well we'll be celebrating our 10th anniversary as the Nintendo Fuse podcast. 10 years. Like, Barry, you've been here for like eight of them, right? Almost like. Nah, not, not, not that many. I've been here for about five. Five? five okay. I feel like you've been around longer. Not not a bad no, no, thing. No, you not, know like, that could go either way, but like, I mean, it's a good way. No, I think 20, 2013, I think, is when I started. 20, maybe 2012. Maybe it's just been longer. Maybe it's been six, seven years. It's, I don't know. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. I, I, I remember <laughs> like when you started, I was like. I think we've lived in uh, four places since uh, since you started. I remember uh, having some conversations. I was in the basement I, of uh, one of the apartments we were in I, at the time. I think the first podcast I was on was 92, uh, which is when I called in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I think 94, 95 was my first official uh, start. And I've been in every one but one since. So so almost almost 100 podcasts, with only missing one, I think. That's true. And it was our anniversary. It was my wedding anniversary. That's, true, That's yeah. why I missed it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I guess it's like okay excuse, but our anniversary, our Nintendo Fuse podcast uh, anniversary is coming up. So make sure you do uh, tune in every week, but especially tune in that time. Um, and uh, we'll have some we'll have some special stuff. We gotta we gotta still put some ideas together and everything too. And if you have any thoughts of some cool stuff that we could do, uh, make sure you uh, throw them in the chat. Um, tell us in the comments, or even better yet, uh, join our Discord and and kind of give us some ideas of what you would like to see on our tenth anniversary. Special. 
speaking of Discord, you should talk about the giveaway we have. Oh, that is very true. Uh, if you've not joined our Discord, be sure to do so. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, we gave away a, uh, a digital um, code for uh, Team Sonic Racing, and uh, I got another one. So we're going to do uh, we're doing a little contest in Discord. As soon as we reach a hundred members in our Discord, um, we're going to give away the code to a random uh, person. So uh, invite your friends, get other people in our Discord. Uh, we are being growing. We've we pretty much like tripled uh, our membership over the last uh since the last podcast i think maybe two weeks ago we were like maybe 20 people and now we're around 60 um probably getting closer to 70 as we speak so um, make sure that you do invite people and as i said as soon as we hit the 100 uh people mark i'll uh, i'll throw that out there and uh, we'll give a game code away and we're going to keep doing some fun stuff like that and keep uh keep up the membership and just the fun stuff that's going on in our discord so yeah make sure you guys uh make sure you do, do join and and share that with other people and invite other people as well. So, man, Barry, it's always great to talk to Nintendo games with you, uh, gaming in general. Um, yeah, any any final thoughts before we wrap up tonight? Uh, just thank you to everybody who has, has joined us tonight. <clears throat> thank you to everybody who listens afterwards. Uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you to everybody in the Discord, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, everybody who's just been a part of Nintendo Fuse and part of our journey. Uh, we do appreciate everybody. And uh, we want to keep uh, bringing you guys awesome new content. We want to bring you guys awesome new giveaways like the Team Sonic Racing, like Play NYC tickets. And none of that would be possible without all of you. So thank you uh, to everybody. And uh, I look forward to next time. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And happy birthday, Greg. Even though yes, you're not happy here. Happy birthday, Greg. Happy birthday, Greg. Don't forget that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Throw your uh, your birthday you. your birthday greetings to, to Greg down in the uh, the comments. That'd be awesome. So, all right. Cool. Thanks, Barry. We'll uh, talk to you again next time. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. See ya.